I just recommend, you know, to get a mentor, get out there and, it, you know, do your research, do your homework, because, you know, there's you can make a mistake and, and, and you know, things can go bad really easily when you're flipping a house. So, you know, that that's definitely the number one thing I would say to do. with the cousins. Hey all, welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking to David and Shanoa Rivera. Uh, they are out of Northern California. They flip homes and they've got a new show that's going to be premiering on HGTV this month. Uh, we're going to dive into that a little bit uh, more in the episode. Uh, but we're, what we're really talking about here today is flipping homes but in a much smaller community and the way you want to approach that when you're creating a brand how much more important that customization can be and those little personal touches um, in order to set yourself apart from others that are in the same business. So without further ado, let's jump into it. All right, so new podcast. Excited to have on David and Shanoa Rivera. And you know what, Ed? This is fun because we have first-time HGTVers that have a new show Coming out in August. I already have so many. Questions. I know. I want. To, so do I. So <laughs> I, I want to get into it because I want to hear all about this. What's up, guys? Do we have you with us? Yes, we're yes, here. We are Beautiful. here. Loud and clear. That's what I like to hear awesome. together. The technology is working. It is. It's good. The things are recording. I think first and foremost, why don't we kick it off? Tell us a little bit about you guys, about your business, because you have a flipping business that is out in California. Tell us how it started, how you got in the business, the backstory, so our audience kind of knows a little bit about you guys. Yeah, you know, it's it's for us, it's kind of a grassroots business that we just basically built from the bottom up. And uh, me and my wife, we actually both went to college, we got our degrees, and we never thought in a million years that we would be doing real estate. Um, as our primarily source of um, how we take care of our family. So, Be before you go any further, your degrees were not in anything with architecture, engineering. It was totally different. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it had nothing to do with real estate. And, um, you know, I'm from Hawaii. I, I got my degree in special events and tourism. I was going to move back to Hawaii. Chinoa's from Northern California, where our show is based. And our college, Chico State, that's where we met. And basically from there, uh, we, we got married and I decided to stay up here and we both were in our job fields that we had our degrees in for about five, six years. And we just didn't feel complete with what we were doing. And I just started reading books. Um, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. We all know, uh, we all know that me. one. We yeah. read that one. Yep. <laughs> and it inspired us. And, um, I just started doing a lot of research on real estate and so did Chanoa. And we just started to, we just took a leap of faith and we just said one day, you know, we just decided, Hey, let's go out there. Let's try to get a loan and get a house. And, and that's how it kind of all started. And from there, we just started buying homes, buying rentals. And after we did a couple of rentals, we said, Hey, we're, we're kind of, we kind of understand how to remodel houses. Now let's, let's get in the flipping game. Let's, start remodeling houses and and then from there we just started networking meeting more people and um and that's kind of like how we started 
Amazing. <laughs> and he, Amazing. Still, he still has the same enthusiasm as he uh, does when he first started. You, I have to say that. Man, you it need was, it. it. I mean, a, without yeah. without it, you're you're not going very far in real estate. It's a it's a uh, high of highs, low of lows kind of game. So you you've got to keep that energy in order to in order to even out all those ebbs and flows. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it. Uh, yeah, it's become. For both of us, um, maybe a little bit of an obsession for my husband. <laughs> but um, he loves it. We love it. Uh, we have four children now. Our day in, day out is super busy. We've got lots of homes in the different you know phases of the rehab process. We're yep. always scouting for new properties, um, designing the ones we have, and just uh, going at it full force. Very cool. So you guys, obviously, you, you started young when you got in the real estate game, which is, is really the best time to take risks because failure doesn't hurt as much when when your body and your, and your uh, age give you that much time to recover. So... Good on you for jumping in the game Anthony, early on. Anthony likes to carry refrigerators on his back. Don't let him that's lie. A, that's a used to. <laughs> that's a that's a used to. I, I you know you, you know it's it's not happening anymore. You know it's funny. I remember when when we first started doing our our first show of Kitchen Cousins and you know the the, the appliances show up and we're all gung ho. We're like you know what the two of us could carry in this oh. fridge, right? What the- <laughs> Kill, kill me now! Like, oh my god! It doesn't, you know. You, you start, is... you start doing a couple seasons. You're like, no, nah, nope. maybe, maybe I'll stop doing that because my oh, back Jesus. is is gonna hate me when, right. when I'm older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is so my husband. I mean, yeah. that's just typically what he does. You know, anything Rock that he can do to be like, oh, let me just get in here and help. And this shouldn't <laughs> cost that much money. We're not gonna pay that for you know something. We can, we can do fix it ourselves. This or we can, do it ourselves right. or, you know. So so how many uh, projects do you guys tend to have? I mean, forget TV for a second. We'll get into TV. But, you know, people, I think in general, from the podcasting perspective, they're looking for more real information. And I'm thrilled that you guys come from this world. And I definitely want to hear all about how you tripped into HGTV or how they found you or how, however it happened. But from a business perspective, from the real estate world and, and what you guys do on a day-in, day-out basis, regardless of cameras, how many projects are you guys comfortable tackling at, at one time? Well, we have seven different contractors that work uh, under us. And um, and we usually, we're usually holding about 10 to 12 houses at one time. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. And Yes. So you know what that's called, man? That's, that's called uh, that's called balls. <laughs> <laughs> that you, is. You guys collectively have a set of balls. That that's is. amazing. That is. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's Thank you know, you. and 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 we've um, you know, we've done a, a few episodes on flipping, but just as a recap, um, you know, for for those listening, you know, the game here is get in, renovate, and get out as quickly as possible. So. Basically, exactly. what these guys are saying here is that they've got their process so fine-tuned that as you're buying, as you're f- finishing up house number one, you're buying house number 12, and you've got a pipeline that's got a pretty solid current in that thing. Exactly. It's, wow. Yes. I mean, our, our network here that we have locally, the support that we have from the contractors and all the different trades is sure. just unbelievable. So if there was, uh, you know, there's never that w- just one piece of advice, and we want as much as you guys want to give us, but if there was one 
thing that you had to start with in terms of advice to people looking to get into the flipping game in the same manner that you guys are currently doing, what would that thing be? You know, I, I would definitely recommend talking to some, getting a mentor, someone that has done it and, and knows how to deal with contractors, uh, knows the local real estate market. Um, you know, I, I look to, uh, I have a family member that was a contractor and he had been in the real estate world and I just picked his brain uh, with so many questions before I jumped in. And I just recommend, you know, to get a mentor, get out there and, it, you know, do your research, do your homework, because, you know, there's you can make a mistake and, and, and you know, things can go bad really easily when you're fl flipping a house. So, you know, that that's definitely the number one thing I would say to do. Yeah. Absolutely. And along with that, yeah, I think also is to just remove your fear of failure because successful people always fail at some point. I mean, it's part of this, the process of becoming successful. And so I think that a lot of times you have these fears that just kind of keep you frozen in your day-to-day -day lifestyle and it doesn't allow you to expand and learn and become a better person of yourself. Yeah, that's a really great itself. point. Yeah, that that is, you know what, and, and Shinoa, going off of, of that point, because I, I love that you actually said that because I think too many people especially with, with TV and, you know, they see all the, the success, right? And everyone always says, yeah. well, if you walk in my shoes, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll really see what I went through to get to where I'm at. And, and it's so few that people see that because, look, on social media and all these things, you post the good stuff, right? You, you really don't post yeah. any of the bad stuff. So it gives people <laughs> sometimes this, this false perception of what really exactly. go, of what goes on. So uh, on that point, can you guys kind of tell us something that that was a learning experience or 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 John want John wants to know when you fucked up. <laughs> I want to know I want to know what, <laughs> what what was the big screw up? Well, like like really what you know, he, like, he's dancing yeah. around he's dancing around it but he wants to know I when I was he trying up. to say how do I put it politely? So <laughs> Oh gosh. Um you know what? I think that it's happened numerous times in different occasions and Luckily, like we haven't lost, you know, like everything that we've built up for. So yep. we try to minimize our losses and that's why we're doing, you know, research and making sure that we are taking the precautionary steps. But at the same time, we're also learning, you know, as we go, just like David said, we started from literally nothing. We just talked about it, it became an, almost a, like a little bit of a passion obsession that we right. wanted to get into real estate and then people joined on that bandwagon and the business just grew from there. But yes, we have made mistakes do you have any? Do you have any any mistakes? All joking aside, but anything you can point to with with some kind of detail? I think you know people. We as a community, as a as as media, we talk so much in generalities, and a lot of that has to do with our time constraints, as John was alluding to earlier. But since we have the time here, you know the value that we try to provide is in the in depth and the raw. And just saying, look, you know, I'm human. I, I, you know, we we forgot to, you know, hire the lawyer at the right time or cross a T or Donna. We 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 missed a, an environmental inspection. There was an oil tank in the ground or just a, anything. It doesn't have to be catastrophic, but any type of learning experience that, you know, listeners can can understand where you know where these mistakes happen. People that are looking to get into the flipping business can understand where they originate from or how 
maybe silly or mundane what you know we perceive something to be and then how it winds up uh, manifesting itself into a problem down the line yeah well I think definitely when we're you're flipping a house you always you can never underestimate what the possibilities of could go wrong and so I think that probably just starting we've you know taken on houses that we look back and go uh probably wouldn't have taken this house on (laughs) had we known yeah (laughs) what it had or, you know, didn't have. Um, I think there's a lot of different examples. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been houses that we bought and um, in the past, a long time ago, we've, we've, we would buy the house and, and it would just have so many problems and, and just all the problems just accumulated and we just didn't make a profit in the end. So, well, that's, you know, you know what, biggest- you know what, that's what I was specifically, I was hoping that, that you're actually going to say that. I want, I specifically, and I know a lot of people that that listen to the show and we travel, they want to know what happens when you guys see, let's say you're midway through through a project, and, and you know it, you're like, not going to make money here. What do you, yep. what do you guys that's do? That's where David's energy that, comes That's where in. David says, Boom. F, <laughs> F me, here we go. <laughs> let's yeah, ramp it up here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that is, I think that is the gold, right? Because you're not going to make a profit on every single flip and people have to understand that. Now it's now the next step is what do you do? Well, I think the biggest thing is you stick, you stick to your plan. I mean, if things change, you know, you, you adapt to it, you come up with a solution to fix the problems, but you just keep going forward with what you originally were trying to do. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, we run into problems all the time, but the number one thing is to fix them, come up with a solution and keep moving forward. Yep. You know, you can't just throw in the towel and say, I give up. Yep. You know, if you want to be in this for the long haul, you got to fix the problems and just keep going. Yeah. Right and on. I think also the fact that we look at it, the bigger picture, it's like, you know, we're flipping multiple houses at a time. So if you make profit on, you know, 90% of them and there's a few that are not our misses, that's okay in the big picture. We're not, we're not, we don't have to focus on one bad house or one, you know, right. that ruins the whole seed. So it's an right. overall... Um, you know, in any sales strategy, you know, you have your peak months, you have your slower months. It's the same type of situation that we have. And then every failure allows us to go in and analyze, like, what did we do wrong? What could we have done differently? And it's a learning experience for us. So, and we always say, hey, it's better to get it out in the beginning than to have like, you know, a couple million dollars on the table and be like, oops, that was a loss. You know, that's (laughs) the harder one to swallow than, you know, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or less or what, you know, whatever the deal is or not making a profit. It's still right a learning on. experience. We're still giving our business to our contractors and keeping the the business moving. Right on. Um, in terms of like a, a, a workflow, um, do you got like, have you guys created a bunch of template documents so that you can move faster or do you employ any technology that you use with, your contractors to make faster decisions or be informed as to progress on, on, um, the, the various sites that you have going on. Um, anything that like from a formulaic standpoint that people might be able to take value from in terms of how to set themselves up for success from the onset. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have templates set up for every single house that we do. Hello. (laughs) He's busy. He's busy. Come on. We're doing a podcast now. 
You got you to you take that general contractor's call, man. <laughs> don't, don't, we're don't, always working. Don't put him on that. mute for us. You can take that right on. That's true. He's, he's probably, he, he probably has a very serious question. You're like, I'll do the podcast with John and Anthony. <laughs> Sorry, David. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, you know, we have templates for everything. Um, at any time that we can make something so that way, ideally, that if we had to be pulled out of the situation, somebody had to fill that role, that's the goal, right, is to have everything so it's, like, streamlined and we're on, we see, we can track. That's another thing is, too, is if you don't track what you're doing, then you don't know how and where to tighten up the reins. So sure. we want to know how much, you know, the average price per square foot home, what that's going to cost, um, you know, how much the roofs are going to cost each time that keeps us in line when we're making our assessments on the house of what you want to buy from the timeline, the contractors are doing projects. So we know, do we allocate funds from, you know, this source or that source for this property? Um, so everything. if I'm under, if I'm understanding you, Shnoa, correctly, you're saying on a project by project basis, you keep the cost of each of the different items so that you have basically a running tally and you, you can delineate an average first, just like you, you alluded to a roof. So, you know, an average roof is costing you, you know, five to $10,000. And then, yep. you know, this new house doesn't need a roof. So now you've got 10 grand to play with and you can reallocate those funds in a different way. Exactly. And that's where I can come in and spend it on some like of the nicer design elements. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, yeah. I'm always, you know, I'm the last one. You know, you got to You got to fill that house once it's done, man. I know. I and know. that's where David comes in and he starts saying, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to sell the house or yeah. do you want it to sit? That's do you want amazing. That's, that that is that is correct. Do you uh, wait? Wait. wait before we get away, just um, any any technology, mobile technology, anything. I'm I'm a self-proclaimed tech nerd to the highest power. So if there's if there's construction tech out there that you're using that I don't know about, I I personally would love to know about it because I'm always exploring new you know new stuff to use, new new ways of doing things, trying to implement new things. No, we basically, I mean, we, we pretty much, I'm, I'm always on Dropbox um, because it's a mobile app and yep. it can be used. Uh, my contractors can access it. I can, anybody can access it. You just, um, you just share the email and give, give them an invitation to Dropbox. And that's what we use to organize right. all of our companies. Okay. Yeah. So basically you do a folder for each project and you, all, you got the, it. all the documents go in there and then the contractors have access to what you give them access to. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. And part of probably going with that is that we just, we've gotten so busy. It's hard to kind of go back and be like, okay, now we need to implement this system into our situation, but we're already kind of yeah. past that. Sure. So it's hard. Adopting new tech is admittedly d difficult when, you know, when you've already got a formula running, it may exactly. Im improve your efficiencies in the long run, but in the short run, it's like you got to get everybody ramped up and sometimes you just can't find the, the right time to do it exactly yes. for sure yeah we're we're big dropbox guys so i we i totally get that i was yeah curious if there was anything else but you definitely answered that what were you gonna say I, I just wanted to know on any of the homes do you guys look at a home and you say okay this home if you're going with your templates that you guys kind of alluded to do you say this home is going to be more of our builder grade home this home we are going to do more high-end because of the area or just the layout of the house, how do you kind of look at a home in general and determine how much you really want to spend there? Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, you have to keep up with the surrounding areas. 
also we try to really fit in, you know, with the current trend and current areas for the specific location of the house. So they're all very, they differ yeah exactly and where we're at i mean paradise where we live it's you're up in the mountains david 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 stop stop bragging man stop bragging (laughs) (laughs) go ahead sorry (laughs) paradise california everybody guys like i live in fucking paradise (laughs) we have beaches and Awesome. Right. Awesome. I mean, why would you want to live in Maui when you can actually live in Paris? That's, That's right. right. That's, That's absolutely right. correct. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. But yeah, every home is different. I mean, it, it just it, it, with all the different towns that we have here locally, it just every house, every neighborhood, like Chanel said, we always try to adapt and keep that house current with the neighborhood, and and we always try to you know Chanel is really good with the designs and. She always tried, tried to do a design that's going to fit in great with the neighborhood. Yeah. That's and we great. try and put a little extra. I feel like we try to put a little bit more extra touch. I mean, you have there, you have your flippers. And I kind of don't even like to use that name flippers because I feel like it just it seems it almost has a negative stigma that goes with it. I, yep. I totally hear Agreed. you. And I think you have those people that like to, you know, I've heard people come up to me and said, you know, why don't you just pick like three house colors and, you know, two carpet colors and just do like and have everybody just use those houses and just buy it in bulk. I get that, but I also feel like we're in a smaller community and we have to, we, we're making a name for ourselves. We have a lot of referrals because of that. And we take the really, you know, pride and ownership of the properties that we do. And so we want everything to feel like it's somewhat custom in the sense that, oh my gosh, David and Shinoa, you know, rehab this home. This is a great, solid, good quality, and good product home. You know, I really appreciate point. you saying point. that. Yep. Um, and, you know, I mean, I like we're, like we were saying a little bit earlier, you know, it, everything is extremely market dependent. So I'll couch my entire statement with that. But I definitely am one, and my cousin as well, that appreciates a personal touch. And I think it has to do with your passion for the work as well. And in order to be passionate about it, you want to put your effort and your skills into it. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not keeping within your budgets. You're not paying attention to your prices per square foot, but there's nothing that says you need to stamp out gingerbread house after gingerbread house in order to stay within those budgetary constraints. You can have still have a lot of creativity um, and, and really put out a personal project, a personal product that, that people gravitate to. So I really appreciate your comment on that for sure. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. And, and absolutely. Cause I think so many people get scared, right? If they're, if they are getting into this business, they think, Oh, I got to have beige walls and I got to keep it cookie cutter. It's kind of like, right. Well, John, even if you you're never going to sell it, if you think back to when my yeah. dad and I started a construction company, 2004, I mean, Hoboken and Jersey City were largely cookie-cutter yep. environments, yes, they were. especially from the larger-scale yep. developers. But even all the way down to the, the brownstones, I th- you know, we were probably one of the first in the area to start putting a lot of personal design into those condominium And units. pushing it, really pushing that and, design factor. And, you know, very similar to what you said. You know, we had a following, and people appreciated the additional thought, the additional... You, you know, item, whether it was heated floors or a heated towel rack or an iPod dock or, you know, fully tiled baths instead of four footers and, and all, all the different things. I mean, you got to keep reinventing yourself, keep differentiating yourself. But right. I'll tell you, one of the biggest compliments I think 
John and I ever got, and uh, we will never forget, you know, being at one of our own open houses for one of our projects and seeing developers we knew walking around with notepads. And like that yep. was pretty awesome. You're like, okay, so they're coming after us. Good. What are we doing yep. next? You know, and then and yeah. keep going from there. So it's it's super cool stuff. And and you know what, yeah. Shanoa, your your point of not using the word flippers is great because you're right. There's a, there's a stigma, right? People think, oh, the person's a flipper, so that means they're going to be in and out of this game, and that's it. And they don't care. The two of you care. You have passion. This is this is now a real estate company that exactly. is working with investments and giving someone a product that is a quality product. And I think anybody that is looking to get into this field, again, you want to call yourself a flipper, you want to call yourself a real estate investor, whatever it is, you have to have that mindset. You have to have the mindset that you're proud and that you want a product that means a lot and it's not just this one-time thing that you're just like, oh, I, well, I, I guess like, I'll do a house. It's just like we were talking to Bristol and Aubrey about. It's you know, their, I mean, their their show has the word flipping in it, so they don't have a choice. But they put a yeah. personal touch on each and everything they do. So you know, yes, yes, you have to choose your words carefully. But I think we've I think we've collectively made a, the the distinction here, and that's that's why there are people who flip homes that are successful, and that's why there are people who flip homes that fall flat on their face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yes. What? Uh, quick question. What are you guys uh, on average? What are you buying homes for there? We usually buy homes for low one hundred thousands to maybe low two hundred thousands, and then on the resale end, we usually sell them for mid two hundreds and mid three hundreds. Okay. And how long are how on average? Obviously, we all again, it's all custom and everything is uh, its own project. But on average, how um, how long are you with a property? We usually we can get in and out of the property pretty fast. It's just the whole entire process of actually closing and actually yeah. getting it sold. Sure, sure. Is usually three to four months. That's usually okay. an average for us. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's, that's really mm-hmm. really cool. And and uh, television definitely speeded that process up for you guys, right? <laughs> Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> until until you're in it, then you finally understand. You're like, yeah, maybe TV and construction—they're not supposed to go together. <laughs> you know, uh, now I get it. Now, now I kind of get it. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so how, so how did um, how did this all start uh, for you guys with HGTV? Well, we um, came across, I think uh, something popped up on the internet or we were like, we, you know, we are big fans of HGTV. Like I feel like everybody is, it's just one of those channels that is on TV all the time. It's kid friendly. It's, uh, it's exciting to see, you know, the transformations and so forth. So we came across an email that said, um, you know, they were looking for, you know, scouting out people that do that. And like, I'm like, Hey, we, we flip houses. And um, I sent in a little snippet about our family and a Christmas card photo. And then it wasn't. A Gotta love the Christmas. It's always the Christmas card photo. I feel like that seals the deal on everything. Everyone loves yes. those photos. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the winner. So That's great. then about a year later, they contacted us. We did. We kind of forgot that we even did that. I mean, it was one of those things like if you play the lotto, you know, like, oh, yeah, sure. What are my odds, really? Yep. And. They Pie Town Production is the uh, you know production company that called us, 
and they, you know, did a phone interview with me at first, just kind of checking off the boxes to see if we, you know, did what they were wanting. Mm-hmm. And it progressed from there. We did uh, some videos, sent them in, and it just kept going and going. And then finally, yeah. the next they... thing we know, we're flying to Hollywood. That's where Pie Town's located, and we're in we're in a we're in this like small little business room, and and there's like all these producers and everything. And they're like, hey. We're gonna we're gonna do a pilot for you guys, um, and we're gonna do it in Paradise, your hometown, and so get ready. <laughs> so, oh man, it's it's on. We're we're it's on. we're, we're, we're yeah. bringing we're bringing the circus. So here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then of course, um, you know, I we did the pilot, and I was pregnant, so I was like, you know, middle to where you really couldn't like hide it. I was a little bit in the beginning, and then <laughs> super pregnant, and it was like a it's like in northern california gets up to like 110 sometimes and it was super hot we were outside um working our tails off oh my god and it was just like wow it was it was a ton of fun but uh just a lot of work also and then we filmed the pilot it aired you know several months later yep and And yeah they aired it uh early last year and then um and then in june um they called us and said hey the ratings were good um we're gonna go ahead and give you guys a series so beautiful congratulations Congratulations. that is really really cool so are you uh, are you guys ready for this premiere or what we are so excited we are so excited (laughs) well tell everybody tell everybody you get what so what is the premiere date time day everything so everyone can watch so Rustic Rehab premieres August 16th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern on HGTV. And um, it's just going to be a different show. And we it's just totally different than what people think of California to be. Right on, man. Well, let me tell you right now, we've, we've spent a lot of time in Northern California. And if anybody has not been there, you must go Oof. because it is... So different than Southern California. It's gorgeous and it's up there. Gorgeous. It absolutely, it absolutely yes. is. Uh, it, I would have to say, I think overall, even for me, I like Northern California better, where man. Is, it's, David, it's awesome. Where, where is Paradise, um, like in relation to San Francisco, or just give me like just in relation to whatever other major city that it's close to? I've I've done a lot of motorcycle trips up in Northern Cali, and I, I'm just sure. trying to trying to place it exactly. So Paradise is basically three hours north of San Francisco. Uh, it's um, is it north or south of Fort Bragg? It is north uh, east of Fort Bragg. Northeast, okay. Yep. So I probably so from Fort Bragg, I've ridden up the coast and then like up and over that mountain range into the re- into the redwood. So I would I would have missed Paradise. I would have had to gone yeah. further east and then around. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, I know exactly where you guys are. Oh, that's awesome area. Is it, is it a small town? Is it? Is it? I mean, uh, on average, I mean, how how big is it? Yeah, it's a really small town. I mean, we we have yeah twenty six thousand people oh, as our yeah. population. Amazing. Really oh, small. Oh god, I, mean, I can't wait to see the B roll that goes along with. I your was show. just going to figure the same thing. They that must have is beautiful shots. Be yeah. Just it gorgeous. Is. It's so relaxing, and I always call it my little mini Lake Tahoe because ah, I mean, that's the great. trees and just the stars. The air feels so clean. It's it really is. Are you saying really that? Nice. Are you saying the air in L.A. is not clean? <laughs> no, no. You mean that cloud above the city isn't good? <laughs> 
Um, and, and then are your kid are your kids on the show? Do we see kind of behind the scenes you guys at home? Like, what are what are people going to kind of see when they when they do watch? Yeah, they you know they are um, mixed in. If you can imagine, you know we have two older ones. I have two older children. Dave and I had two younger children um, together, and so uh, we have a twenty year old who's um, in college. And so she's, you know, kind of hit and miss here and there, likes to come and help out and stuff if she's cool. getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> if she's Good. getting paid, she's, she's got, learning. She's got mom's hustle. I was like, she's learning. That's right. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. right. And then, and then we have a 17-year-old, same boat, you know, teenager. And so uh, she, they help out a lot with some, like, the staging and stuff and come and circle around and helped out with the kids. Then um, we have the two younger boys, uh, Kalani's five, and then we have our youngest, who was um, about six months we started, and so um, they popped in here and in there as well. So uh, it was cool. definitely a team effort, you know, with all the children. It's always been that way. I mean, we look at houses sometimes early in the morning and sometimes at night. We drive by with the kids. We do. We sometimes we clean up, you know, and just like, oh, we have a showing tomorrow. Let's just make sure everything looks good before that. That's great. It's so, like you guys got built-in employees. Uh, I was going to say, that that, that is your company. <laughs> there amazing. you go. You got everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're a four-man crew. They Designers like in training, it. demo crew in training. Oh. I love yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, is, that, is, that is really cool. Very, very cool. Um, and guys, to everybody listening, um, just as a reminder, in the show notes, we'll have the air date and time, so you can double-check that if you missed um, what David and Chanel were saying. And we're also going to make sure that we have both of their links to all their social media accounts so that you guys can go and follow them up um, and uh, and make sure you're staying tuned in to their show. Uh, guys, this was awesome. Very a lot cool. of great information. We really appreciate you taking the time. Congratulations on the show. We're super, super excited for you. Um, you know, it's been a while since uh, since we started in, back in 11, but you, you never forget when that first yes. one launches. It's super, super fun. So make sure you enjoy yeah. it and uh, have a great party with family and friends. Um, and we'll make sure that uh, we reach out to you again. And, and hopefully at one of these crazy events, we'll cross paths so we can uh, shake hands and give some hugs. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been awesome. That was another episode of Home with the Cousins. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. Hey, guys, real quick before you go, we just wanted to say thanks for listening to the show this week. And if you have a second, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. And share the show with your friends so we can keep growing this great community. Remember to check out homewiththecousins.com to read our show notes from this episode, see past episodes, download our free renovation document package, or just to send us a note. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Carino Anthony and at Culinary John. Our show is produced and edited by yours truly, with original music intro and outro created by Steve and Joseph Padula. I'm Anthony Carino, and thanks for listening.